welcome back uh beautiful women this is beautiful warrior thank you so much again for being with us um, my name is Vilma Parrilla, and today I have the honor and the privilege to have a good friend of mine, my sister, Amber. So, Amber, at this time, please, can you welcome, uh, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. I am so honored to have you with me. Yes, and I'm honored to be, to have been invited. I think this is a great ministry, and by God's grace, women and men will be blessed by the efforts of all the women contributing to this. So I'm very grateful to be part of that journey with you. Yeah. I'm grateful for your friendship as well. And just in general, how we are moving at this point to sort of advance the kingdom in the ways that the Lord has given us. So Amen. a little bit about me again, my name is Amber. Um, I am uh, married to my husband, Donnie. We've been married for over five years. This August will be six years. You know, we're sort of twinsies. In yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> Got married August 2015, but I didn't know you then. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. I- we'll both be celebrating six this year. Yes. Exactly. So, <laughs> and in some ways it's flown by in other ways it's like dragging and, you know, so I'll, I'll get into that later yeah. on. But, um, but yeah, so I'm married to my husband five years. We met in grad school, um, August 2010. And then um, got married, graduated from grad school, and found our local church that we've been members with all in the same year, 2015. So that was a huge year for our lives. Um, And there's just been a a lot of growth that the Lord has sort of walked he and I through. But even before meeting him and learning him and being friends with him, the Lord really just showed me a lot of things um, that I really held very closely Mm -hmm. to my heart that I shouldn't have. Um, And I think that's what sort of has kind of developed into my testimony where I can really see how the Lord has organized things. Like obviously, you know, when you're going through a time, you don't always see the wisdom in it. Right. But looking back, like hindsight, you are aware that, okay, Lord, you had your hand in it and it, took some distance from that moment for me to actually see that. So um, I'm grateful that he's opened my eyes in that, in those ways. Um, But I work for a a small tech company and one of our main clients is a university. So it's sort of kind of educational technology. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for about two years. And then prior to that, I was in like um, human services, behavioral health sort of thing for mm-hmm. probably I would say maybe like 10 or years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so my current trend, my current career right now is sort of a new addition to my life. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So I'm learning yeah. that as well. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me and um, I'm just really grateful for this time to be sharing with you the importance of personal testimony as it relates yeah. to Connecting other women um, to the body of Christ and realizing that we all have a story to tell. We all have opportunities where the Lord has uh, shown his grace and favor to us. And we also have times we feel like the Lord is not with us. Right. If we're really being honest, like yeah, some days, that's real. we don't always feel his presence, even though it's there. But right. You know, we know it's there. But sometimes the feeling is just like, Lord, where are you? Right. So, yeah. 
No, that's real. And and even I mean, we even see that in the Bible, right? Like we we see it like King David is one of the good examples. The uh-huh. Psalms, they're super like up and down. And you're like, OK, David, <laughs> all the feelings, right? Yes, um, all the feelings. And it's helpful because like with the Psalms, the Lord, I think, in his sovereignty created the book of Psalms to incorporate Mm-hmm. great moments of joy and peace and Lord, you are great. And I see you, you showing up for me in the battles. And then there's times like, Lord, where are you? Right. I look to the left and I don't see you. I look to the right. Right. And then people around me that don't serve you seem like they're winning. And I'm David is in other people who also said the Psalms. They're like, Lord, I just don't feel your presence. So I don't mm-hmm. see, you. but yet I rejoice. Yeah. So it's the entire emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. In songs. I love songs. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Um, so in the concept of when we, you and I spoke, right, in, in the concept of testimony, actually, testimonies are, even to me, that is something that I hold very dear because mm-hmm. in essence, it is your story, right? It is part of your story. It is part <laughs> of... <laughs> <laughs> Not aware of the lighting. Yes, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> no worries. Um, it is part of your story. You know, it's it's part of um, who you are. And more, most importantly, it's cool because it's the Lord crafting and creating, you know. And yeah. I think that's the coolest part. Yeah, it's that essentially he's writing your story. So yeah. um, so you mentioned that, right, in, in the concept of testimony. So what value do you think testimonies have in a personal life, in someone's personal life? I think it's it's an evidence, I think, of of how we're able to see our own growth. Um, I just think about how from a little girl, like I've always loved the concept of a story. And I and I really see all of our lives is just like we each are a book on this eternal bookshelf. Like mm-hmm. the Lord, he's just flipping through our chapters and writing them as we go. And and that's how I see it anyway. So mm-hmm. When I am experiencing something and, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, you know, this is another page in my life story. Or when I'm crossing paths with someone like you and we are sharing a season of life together, mm-hmm. I see that as our chapters overlapping. Like we are in a position where our stories, we're spurring along each other in the ministry of advancing the kingdom. Yeah. You know, we are sharing our struggles. We are sharing our burdens. We're sharing our joys. And in doing that, I think we are, in essence, writing our, our story and writing our testimony as we go. I mean, not obviously not us, the Lord through us. Mm-hmm. But when we share those stories with other people, that I think is, is the most powerful thing. And believers and unbelievers alike, you know, everyone right. loves a story. Mm-hmm. The Bible is just a massive compilation of stories right. from people who lived eons or whoever, however many years ago. ago. And Inspired by God, each of those people's stories can tell us something about how he loves us nowadays, how we are to hear from him, how we are to love him, how we are to serve his people and be a part of his community. And I I think that's just how we learn. I think the Lord has has divinely organized our brains Mm -hmm. to process life through stories. So if I can share my story with someone else and they can benefit from it, mm. it, it makes my life all the more viable. It, it, um, more importantly though, demonstrates Christ's love for us 
Right. So that we can see a real life example of that. Because sometimes it, when it's hard when you read the word, at least for me, I'll speak for me, I can't speak for anyone else. Sometimes when I read the word, I don't always connect with the story immediately. Right. Sometimes there is some like barrier or there's like, okay, I don't really understand this. Or mm-hmm. maybe language is, is a little, it's just over my head in some way. So I find that when I'm processing it as a story and not looking at it as like a list of things that I need to do or not do. It's like, oh, okay. I'm going along the story, the journey, let's say for Joseph, for instance, like when his brothers sold him into slavery because they were jealous. And I'm just thinking like, wow, you know, I, I don't have brothers. So that's, that's one thing, but also I can't imagine how betrayed Joseph felt, Right. you know, and, and, going through the whole story of his life from slavery and then from being in jail, interpreting dreams. And now he's like second in command, you know, like that whole story arc, you can see that in a Hollywood film nowadays. Yeah. And that's something that we all resonate with, with storytelling, with movies. So I just think personal ministry, I mean, personal testimony is a great way for us to connect with other people so we can share with them how the Lord has brought us through and then hopefully through relationship, maybe find some opportunities where those same experiences can be looked at and experienced through the lens of Jesus or through right. the, the um, redemptive work of Christ. Yeah. However, that plays out in a person's life. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I love that because actually there's this song. Um, it's called Storyteller. And I forget the 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 musician that sings it but i love that song and i actually Mm -hmm. from that song i sort of picked up the concept of storytelling like Mm -hmm. you know becoming a storyteller and and telling the story you know that the lord um has granted me so i really love that i really love that um you have such a value for testimonies but even just in ways that has impacted you um and even in ways that you know it it you could see it impacting other people. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, would you like, in what way as, as you have faced um, different seasons of your life, um, has your testimony or the testimonies you've been granted by the Lord been of impact to you personally? I would say um, the primary way that the Lord speaks to me is through suffering and disappointment. Um, that is definitely not a glamorous, <laughs> but I don't think it is outside of how the Lord works with his people, right. how he worked with his people in, in scriptures. I mean, mm-hmm. again, there's always stories of joys and triumph, but I think the ones that we can all connect with is like, man, I'm feeling really stressed, really right. angry. I'm yeah. feeling alone. I'm disappointed. I mm-hmm. am betrayed. Somebody lied on me. Somebody cheated on, you know, like whatever it is. Right. Those stories are um, definitely ways that we can be connected. Mm-hmm. Also ways um, at the opposite end of the spectrum that the Lord can redeem those things and he can show his love and patience and mercy through those things. Right. So um, in thinking about this interview, I was really think just writing down different triangles mm-hmm. and, and processing different things that the Lord has brought me through. And um it, it is overwhelming because sometimes I don't always remember. I don't always yeah. remember when he's he's brought me through. Um, and, and I'm too quick to complain 
in the in the moment. So I think that's all of us, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a like a woman thing or even no. a Christian thing. That's just a human thing. Like Correct. Everybody, everybody being a human brings that. Yes, everybody mm-hmm. brings that. So, a couple of examples for me. Um, one of the things that I found out most recently. Um, about myself and, and something that the Lord helped me see through just confession and, and being in a prayer group and sharing things with women in our church and with you, obviously, um, is that it's a, it's been an incredible burden for me to um, be a mom, right? So we don't have any children and we have been trying for years and, you know, the, you know we've shared yeah. things like that. Um, but I think I held the requirement of having the status of being mom as like, the ultimate female value, right? Like right. if I'm not able to have children, what's wrong with me? Or not necessarily what's wrong with me, but Lord, why are you withholding this great thing from me? Right. And I um, just kept rehearsing different variations of that thought in my mind over the years um, since, because we started officially trying for children like a year after we got married. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been almost five years that we've been trying since it's been almost six years that we've been married. So uh, that's been a hard thing for me. And it's just varying levels of suffering, you know, and it's each month is like, oh, man, here's my period again. Like, okay, Lord, you know, what am I not doing right? Am I missing something? Do I need to pray and fast more? Like what's going on? So um, I think through that, something I'm just like spilled out of my mouth <laughs> in the prayer meeting that I had earlier this week with, with some of the women from church was I thought that being pregnant and having a child would add more value to my life and make me more valuable to myself, my husband and other people in my life. And that because I don't have that status, because I'm not a mom, because I'm not pregnant, I'm somehow missing out or less valuable to my community, to my church, to my family, Donnie. And Donnie, my husband, he's never said this to me, ever. Mm-hmm. Never said that to me. Um, but it's these are thoughts that I've planted in my head based on cultures that I felt like I needed to have this at a certain age, have that at a certain age. And Lord, I think with that coming out of my mouth, I just felt not like a, a overwhelming lifting of a burden necessarily, but just an under a better understanding of his love for me. It's not conditional. It's not like Amber, you after you have children, then I'll love you more. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. He doesn't think of me that way. And and that I think is an evidence and a personal um testimony of the Lord correcting how I thought he loved me mm-hmm. in my mind. Right. Like, he had to re redeem that. He had to restore that. He had to correct that so that I wouldn't continue thinking that my relationship with him is conditional in this area. Like I can pray for other things and mm-hmm. make sure that, um, you know, I'm being faithful to promises I made to friends or, you know, things yeah. with family or whatever. But it, when it came to how I looked at myself um, in relation to having this one desire that I really wanted, which I really realized it was motivated by uh, selfish ambition. Cause it, it's not that like 
wanting to be a mom isn't sinful, obviously. And at the same time, the Lord doesn't promise that every woman is going to be a mom. Correct. Some women choose not to, some women aren't able to, you know, whatever the situation may be. And um, I think just understanding what I was telling myself really really nothing but the Lord because I, I I was in a cloud, like in a sunken place for weeks just off of that and other things going on. And I just yeah. really like, okay, Lord, wow. I'm glad that I can release that thought. I don't have to keep sewing to that anymore. And, yeah. and because of that, that's been a great lift um, for me. And, but more importantly, it's about correcting how I see that he loves me. Right. Because I think growing up, like um, conditional love, I think was what I was uh, exposed to. Mm. Um, like the, the thought of unconditional love to me is wild. Like I, and and because of some things that going on in my background, um, it was just easier for me to perform and make sure people were pleased by me, and I felt that was how they loved me, or that's how I could make sure they my their attention and make sure that I grab their attention because I was making sure I positioned myself a certain way. And I think I translated that to how I saw the Lord mm-hmm. and, and he was just so grace, grace, gracious to, um, to let that die. And I have to keep letting it die too. It's not like yeah. a one done thing. Like, right. Cause it's automatic. It's very automatic. Um, like, okay, Amber, here's that thought again. Okay, here comes the next month. Your period's here again. Now what? You know? Yeah. But I have to take that thought captive. I forget where it is in scripture, but take your thoughts captive um, so that we can fulfill the law of Christ. That is essential, I think. And doing that over and over and over again is what um, will eventually turn into our testimonies. Right. Yeah, no, and and honestly, it's really, it's even in that concept, right? Because through that aspect of your testimony, actually, this concept of birth, and, and specifically for women, right? Like, I mean, even for men, because obviously, this is, is a, it takes two. So it's, you know, both you and your husband that are going through through this. And so you and I, and that's what I love, you and I connected, I feel like, deeply through that. And it's through the aspect of your testimony. So even through that, we already see like the power of, of it, right. Creating um, connection to someone who yes. you've never known before, but then, you know, you, you connect deeply to because you understand each other's pain and each other's mm-hmm. frustrations. Right. Because that, that's something you and I process a lot as JP and I try to also have babies. And so yeah. I, I actually think um, through that, simply through that if anything of you know everything in this um you know in this is in this episode and even even having you here that is pretty much the prime example of the sense of connection and what you know testimonies do you know Mm -hmm. like create that and so in that concept um i mean would you say that one of the greatest powers of testimony is sisterhood if so how yes sisterhood i think is is (laughs) So um, essential, I think. Um, that's why I love this podcast idea. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like praise Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> because I think there is just beauty in uh, 
there's beauty and courage and bravery in fighting yeah. and in suffering and mm-hmm. even being uncomfortable and not getting what you want, but still pursuing. It's like, Lord, I know you can, but if you don't, I'm still going to praise you. Mm-hmm. you know, I don't like it, but you know best. Right. My, I see dimly. You can see right. more than I can. Mm-hmm. And I think when there is just a special connection, I think that from woman to woman, especially woman to woman in the faith, right. where we can bounce our stories off of one another. Hey, you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. We are going through the same thing. <laughs> right. And, um, but we don't stay there. That's the thing. Like, right. But biblical sisterhood, it's, yes, we connect in our suffering. We connect in our joys. But biblically, how do we move forward from this? And I think that's the difference that we can offer one another in biblical sisterhood is yeah. Christ has Christ crucified is the reason why I live. I can't do anything outside of him. Right. What does he say about my circumstance? Mm-hmm. And how can I just be like a Mary and just sit at his feet and not be Martha and worried about right. uh, the party and the details and our kids need this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's part of it, but that's mm-hmm. not all of it. And I yeah. think it was just, it's a great illustration of resetting so that we can really sit at Jesus' feet and, and get to know him and pursue knowing him. And we are promised that once we do that, we will have the peace and the dur- and the endurance and the perseverance to move forward. But we have to go to him first. Yeah. Go to him afterwards. So, yes, building sisterhood around the Bible, I think, is so, so powerful. And, and I do believe and claim in Jesus' name that one of the fruits of this podcast will be that. Amen. Yeah. We receive that. Yeah, and that that's yeah, it's 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 really amazing, honestly, what one story honestly can do for you know, for another. Like I can think of various times where being exactly what you've been saying is being authentic and sharing not just the pretty things and the great things about who you are, but rather sharing the whole story because the testimony is not just, oh, let me just tell you how great you know, like things have turned out. It's also sharing the aspect of, man, like I've gone through it, you know, like this times where everything you said, I mean, literally there's times where you feel like you're alone and you feel like Jesus, uh, you know, like if you have something to say, now is the time. But, But it's, it's really cool because even through that, right. Even, even random people that you meet, that you've probably never even known, or maybe don't even, I mean, the only thing they know about you is your name, but they hear your story. And then all of a sudden they feel connected to you. They're like, wow. Like, you know, um, and that's an open door. That's an open door. Exactly. For that persistent connection, um, for questions to rise, you know, like if, if there's someone that's without hope, now you see this person, wow. Like, um, they went through it, but they conquered. So what is it that, they were clinging to, you know, and in this concept, yeah. like obviously we in this space, we're highlighting the Lord. I mean, it is all Jesus. So mm-hmm. through every woman, you know, that is going to be sharing. So it's, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. And I am so excited and so happy for um, women to be able to listen to you and your story. Um, mm-hmm. And just, you know, in general for like all that this space will be. Um, so we just thank you for that. So, um, Amber, if there's any woman listening on, on that note, um, at this time that you have 
um, you know, some encouragement for them or a last word of hope that you want to share with them, what would it be? I'm looking up now, um, and I think I shared this with you. James is my favorite book in the Bible. Yeah. I haven't gone through the whole Bible yet. Um, I'm in a plan to do that. It's probably going to take me like a year and a half, but that's okay because the Lord is giving me the strength. So um, James 1, uh, verses 2 through um, 4 and I'll read it in the CSB version. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. I love the promises of this. Mm. And I love the command. It starts off, consider it a great joy Mm. that when we experience trials. And I think... The trials are our testimony. Mm -hmm. So as we are experiencing our testimony, as we are walking through life based on the pages that the Lord has written in our book of life, right? Mm -hmm. We are constantly, uh, we have to constantly fight for the joy. We have to constantly fight for it. And with the promise of what it says here in James, we will have the faith and the endurance and we are promised completeness and maturity if we stick and stay. And I love, love, love the promise of this. So that would be my encouragement. Don't be discouraged. Um, almost expect disappointment, almost. Right. Um, and, and because like we, sometimes we are, dis, we are caught off guard when mm-hmm. suffering happens. And, um, but the word promises suffering, especially for those who believe and mm-hmm. honor the Lord, there will be suffering. So, right. um, and make room at the table for suffering and joy, and realize right. that they both are necessary for a a true life of discipleship, a true life of following Jesus. And you will see your personal testimony unfold. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Again, we just time has gone away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much again for being with us, Amber. Um, we bless you, and um, again, I just can't wait to hear you know all the great encouragement that is going to come out of this, you know, to the women listening. So, thank you again for being with me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey guys, thank you for listening. If you would like to connect with me, you can follow us at Beautiful Warrior Ministry on Facebook and Instagram. If you need support, prayer, or desire sisterhood, I am here to serve you. Don't forget to tune in next week for our new episode. Blessings!